You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. He summoned that fishing or art. If I have a question about stuff, like such a great person, such a great contact. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah. um, you know, what he had this saying it was always like full send or something like that, where it was just like <laughs> when I would doubt myself, he would just be like, just do it. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, yeah, there's people like that, that uh, in the fishing community where it's just like so supportive. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's bad seeds in every group, right? But Oh, yeah. But I think the overall... supportive it's... ones are so supportive. Yeah, yeah. What would you say, Nicole, to somebody that is sitting on an idea, sitting on something they want to do and think they're good at but aren't so sure? Like, where do you get that confidence to just hit the, the full send? Damn, man, I didn't know I had it. I, I swear it was from other people. And somebody just, a friend of mine just gave me a book that I read last week about that very thing um, and not getting in your own way. And yeah. one of the parts from the book was about the thing that's bothering you the most or you're putting off the most is the thing you should be doing Yeah. creativity-wise, right? And so that, uh, hmm. and, and I do find you got to be cautious where, are you doing it for ego? Are you doing it for the right reasons? Yeah, the motive. You know? The motive. Yeah, what's your motive? Yeah. yeah. Because your creativity isn't going to be fulfilling if, if you're doing it all based to fulfill your ego. Yeah, or or even money. Sometimes I find, like, yeah. you got to do it. It's got to be genuine, no matter what it yeah. is, whether it's a yeah. podcast or you're designing a logo or you're, yeah. you're going sure, to work. Yeah, I want money, but I'm not going to be a slave to it in the sense that it makes me miserable. Right, right. So for, I, a creative, I, for a creative process, right? But And that's a perfect kind of window for the side hustle, for the full send, for the, you know what, because you really don't have anything to lose. If, if it's yes. not, you know, if it's, exactly. if it's not your bread and butter, why not just try it? What's the worst that can happen? Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. We focus on guides, conservation, resort managers, gear, and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. Theflycrate.com is your source for all things fly fishing. The Fly Crate offers a monthly fly club. We select patterns every month for your home waters. With membership, you'll receive flies created to match the hatch in your area, along with the Fly Crate's guide magazine, the convenience of having flies delivered right to your door, some sweet stickers. Discover new patterns and start stocking your fly boxes now. Theflycrate.com. Here's your host, Mark Hopley. Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Really happy you chose to join us tonight. And we're going to take you out to British Columbia, Canada, the Fraser Valley. Lots of great water in that neck of the woods. We've got Nicole Gatter on the line. Now, Nicole has Outlaw Fishing Designs. Uh, she does artwork, designs, and fly fishes a heck of a lot in, in the Fraser Valley and throughout British Columbia, um, kind of focused on cutties and uh, also still water. Nicole, thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. It's great. Yeah, well, you know what? I I don't know if you're familiar with the show, but what, what I always like to do at the beginning is hit the rewind button uh, and kind of take it back to your roots, kind of how... How did you come to discover fly fishing? We'll get about we'll get into your business and and what you're up to now. But how did how did this passion for all things water and fins kind of start for you? 
Um, my dad has been fly fishing for as long as I can remember. And uh, we spent a lot of time up in the Douglas Lake Ranch at Salmon Lake specifically. Mm. <clears throat> so um, he, he handed me a fly rod when I was seven or eight and kind of gave me a couple pointers, you know, with a fly on it, um, just side of the lake. And I remember casting that a few times and uh, thinking I was doing pretty good and then got a snag. But before I looked behind me, I, I you know, yanked on the rod and then heard my dad go, Hey, <laughs> and then I looked and I had caught my dad in the neck and that was my very first fly fishing experience. And, uh, I, I ball, I threw the rod down and ran in the camper and bawled my eyes out and said I was never going to fish again. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, our years of being up there over and over again, I, I kind of couldn't get away from it, uh, but I was never really that interested in actually catching fish. I was more interested in the process when mm. I was younger. And um, my older brother, he's five years older than me. He was really into it. And we were tying flies together in the camper. Um, we still have some of those flies from, you know, I was 10 and he was 15 or whatever. And, um, but I wasn't into going to sit in a boat at that point. I, I would run to meet them in the gut house because I loved watching them gut the fish and <laughs> do that kind of part of it. Right. Um, yeah, so it kind of dwindled out uh, as we got older and, you know, doing our own thing or whatever. But then my dad and I started doing day trips maybe about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, he has a little boat and we would just go up to Weaver for the day. Mm -hmm. But it was never too serious it was like we'd stop at the gas station on the way and grab my dad was always grabbing the spratleys or a carry special or something and it was just trolling around for the day and laughing and and it wasn't even so much about catching the fish again it was just be about being out there mm. um and then about six years ago i was dating a gentleman from washington and he was really into fishing and hunting. And so I picked up on that quite a bit and got to fish some amazing places down in that state. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was really patient and taught me a lot. Like it was, it, it sort of re-sparked it for me without I realized like, well, this is a big part of my life. I actually love this and or part of my childhood, I should say. Right. And it was like, I kind of got, got a part of that back. And then it kind of went full circle that I was starting to show my dad stuff and we were learning more together in that. <clears throat> hmm. um, and then that relationship ended a couple years ago and I was totally devastated. And this part of me was like, I can't lose that. I, I can't lose that, the right. fishing part that I had picked up and, and those weekends away and those planning those trips and the excitement of getting the fish and all the techniques and everything. Um, so then I became just determined to be able to do it on my own that no matter what if my dad could go or couldn't go or if I was in a relationship or not in one that I was going to be able to just go out on my own so right. the last few years have just been totally about me learning for me yeah. and uh, and just the love of it like it's a total authentic feeling of excitement of wanting to do it all the time I think too when you you know when you, I mean speak to this when you get into it it almost becomes part of your DNA it's like you know it's yes. not it's something that that we do um, yeah. 
whether who you're with, whether you're on your own, whether you're with friends, you just need to go. And yes. at some point, uh, I, that's like a realization, I think, for a lot of people. And, and it, sometimes it's a slow evolution and sometimes it's like a lightning bolt. Um, mm-hmm. Did you did you realize that right after? It's like, you know, I still need to fish. I still need to get out on yeah. the water. It was actually like part of my healing process. Like what is, there was a loss outside of the relationship that was like, I... I can't let go of this part. Like this wasn't something I was willing to grieve almost. And Mm -hmm. then, and then doing it more and more, it was just, it was, it felt natural. And then if I wasn't doing it, it felt unnatural. Right. Um, Maybe like people who would need to go to the gym. Like if they haven't gone to the gym for a week, they're feeling like, Oh no, kind of down on themselves or whatever. It's rejuvenating. It's, it's many things. Right. Well, that's that's one thing we talk about a lot on the show is is how kind of how wa- the water is a healing place. It's it's absolutely um, there's a serenity there where you kind of you forget about the day to day and you just start focusing on what's going on around you, the fish, the, the bugs. Um, mm-hmm. There's peace in that. W- would you agree? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I've written about that. I have a poem called "Fish to Forget," and it's about sort of you know, the tears leaking down to the water at your feet. And, and that it is actually, whether it's healing or it's a space to allow you to heal. I mean, being out there in nature, the experiences, um, having to be focused on the task at hand, it's in, it's its own meditation in a, in a sense. Like, yeah, there's so many great parts to it. I, I'd be happy to hear that poem if you're up for it. I don't know if you want to go there. It's uh, I have it on, it's on my Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll talk about yours. Where are you on Instagram if we want to keep up with your, your fly fishing picks and, and your, uh, your, your designs? Yeah, it's kind of a funny name. It's it's underscore me underscore Nikki underscore G. So it's it's me, Nikki G. Yeah, got it. Old nickname. Let's talk about influences. So if you've got to name some names and say, who you know, who kind of helped you, mentored you along the way, Sounds like dad yeah. was a big role in that, but yeah. let's throw it out there. Who, who would you Yeah, my to? dad for sure. And then uh, I don't really have, I'll be honest, I'm not really big on or into knowing who's who. A lot of this has just been yep. about, uh, I, I really connected over the last year with Deb and Randy Pascal. Yeah, sure. Um, and Deb is just so gracious and the two of them are like I could ask them anything and I just there's never any judgment or anything like that um beyond the fishing even just amazing people so anything I know about cutties is because of them 100% cool or Google (laughs) (laughs) that works but well well, Deb's kind of like Google (laughs) yeah exactly and Randy and they're just like such joyous people to be around um and non-threatening it's just so lovely and then I definitely have a couple other people over the past year or two that um that I have fished with and um you know they were non-judgmental I'll say men who were just really great company and we're out there for the exact same reasons uh, that we just were wanting to fish yeah. it wasn't glamorous it wasn't like showy or anything it was just when can we get out here and when are we going to go and the excitement like was shared and uh, in uh 
you know, almost like that kid the night before where you can't sleep for Christmas all the time because <laughs> you're going out fishing the next day, right? You know what's funny? Sorry, move my paper. Okay. That that feeling that you just talked about, it, it kind of bothers me because it's like, <laughs> I'm just going fishing. I want to get That's... to sleep. You know what? The opposite for me is like, what if I don't feel like this one day? <laughs> oh, I, it, I'll tell you, I'm like 52. It doesn't go away. I mean, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I want to take a few minutes to kind of get to know you and uh, kind of on and off the water. Are you ready for a few questions? Sure. Now let's talk tunes. So when you're driving to your, your favorite cuddy, you know, um, backwater, or you're headed uh, maybe to the interior to chase some, some stillwater uh, trout, what are you playing on the stereo? Typically, Cole Wetzel. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a more, it's new, but it's like a 90s sort of grungy Texas country. Okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was what it was called. So, I, I, I don't know that it's that's what it's called. That's my only way I could describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Good one. Coming up with some new terms. Well, how did you yeah. say that again? Co-Wetzel. 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 Yep. I got to start Googling. Yeah. Um, one go-to fly pattern you can't live without. So we, we should probably narrow this down. Um, let's talk, Nicole, let's talk Cuddy's um, go-to pattern for you. Okay, well, the one that I've been using is, a, I guess, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Deb has her number nine pattern. Right. So I've sort of had taken that pattern and made another one just based off of, you know, the often they like this sort of fleshy looking fly. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so it's just a... Uh, it's white flash and then it's got like a pink and black zonker strip on the back. Okay. And I caught, well, to me, I caught a lovely cutty on it <laughs> a couple of months ago. Um, and I feel like that's always my go-to now Yeah. to start, to start. Um, but I wouldn't have known to create that without Deb's help. So, so do, when somebody says to you, Nicole, what are you throwing? You're like the 9.5. Do you call yeah, it the, no. the, 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 the You Deb know what? I felt like squared. I couldn't name it because it was totally copying one of Deb's patterns. But then I was like, it's actually very pretty. It should be called like the champagne or something like that. <laughs> but but for me, that's what Tyne's all about. We're, I know. Nothing's yeah. original. Nothing. It's true. I mean, You're we're right. all kind yeah. of doing variations on a theme. And uh, one, it's kind of cool when you kind of, for me, when you put your own spin on things, you're like, yeah. well, what if I did this in purple? What if I, you know, start thinking outside the box? Yeah. And it is fly yeah. tying something you'd spend a lot of time doing? Um, You know, I have all my stuff usually set up at my desk, but I do a lot more drawing. And right. I typically tie the night before um, if I think I need something different. But I'm not really very good at sitting there and tying the same pattern over and over, like two or three is good for me right and then i need to move on to something a different pattern or something else yeah i totally get yeah. that yeah. I'm, I'm i'm terrible for one-offs people i'll go i find this fly that works amazingly buddy's like yeah. give me one i'm like i just did one like, <laughs> come on you can't but that's that to me is where we learn it's like experiment put a variation on a theme and sooner yeah. or later you might hit on something uh, yeah works. i did a small fly box for my dad for christmas and i did three of each and even that was like oh my this is painful i hope you know how much 
yeah. how much I hated doing this. Well, now that you feel for all those commercial tires out there that have to do oh, like my goodness. Yeah. 3,000, I don't know, woolly buggers. Yeah. 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 Oh, props to them. No thanks. I do not have that attention span. Are you a sports fan? Um, so being from the lower mainland, Fraser Valley, are you a Canucks? Uh, like if you're cheering for a team, is there a specific team, whether it's football, hockey, baseball, uh, basketball? Yeah, baseball, for okay. sure, baseball. Who's your uh, team? Jays. Jays. Okay, cool. Yeah, I totally jumped on the Jays wagon on the, like, Batista year. Yeah. And uh, yeah. just, I've missed it. It's it's. I'm glad it's back on. Yeah. No, for sure. It's 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 kind of comforting to see. I find even driving up the street and I see like little league ball going on. It's like, oh, yeah. thank goodness that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I know. My boy just started football, um, just flag, but uh, yeah. we can't even watch. So we have to sit in the parking lot and wait for them. Oh. How's he liking <laughs> yeah. that? Is he enjoying oh, it? He, he's love it. Yeah. They had to just postpone it for a couple of weeks because uh, there was an exposure. But yeah, he's loving it. Yeah. So good stuff. Um, Fostering that for sure. Mm-hmm. If you had to think, Nicole, about fly fishing and kind of what it brings to your day to day, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned since you kind of started um, chasing fish with flies? Um, like, I need a minute. I know yeah. that's a tough one, but like, okay, so here's how I kind of verbalize that: is what does it bring? into your world like so picture you're going out tomorrow and okay gonna have yeah. an amazing day what what is that what does it do for you so i'm definitely more of an introverted person uh and i don't really just want to sit at home so it's definitely been the thing that i guess um re-energizes me it totally re-energizes me so okay. you know working around people all day and then um I'm a single mom, so I'm doing a lot of the stuff at home by myself. Right. And then when I don't have him, it's that sort of my focus of reconnecting with uh, mm. the world outside of the nine to five and re-energizing. Um, yep. And then it really also instills a lot of self-worth and knowing that you're capable of doing something you know, as silly as it sounds, like if I was stranded in the woods, <laughs> I could catch a fish and and survive, you know, in that way, or tie something up and uh, and feed my son or whatever. I know mm-hmm. it's you know yeah. far from reality, but there's there's that nature in us of, yeah. of being able to look after yourself and and being able to accomplish a task. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I I, mm-hmm. I think that there's a rudimentary thing that's just kind of, and and I think with hunting, fishing, mm-hmm. uh, anything outdoors, it just kind of gets us back to what we once knew. And I think yeah. I think recharge. I love that. That's a good term. Recharge. It's, yeah. It's like hitting the well, reset. I, you know. Yeah, I grew up on ten acres, just my dad and I in South Langley, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't have any neighbors or anything like that. So I spent a lot of time alone outside. Um, just playing as a kid and so there's that uh, whole biophilia like our innate nature or our innate uh, way that we connect to nature and, and it's a part of us and yeah. and that we need that to be happy right so I, I I subscribe to that I think that's totally true yeah hey fill in the blank for me so when you're not fly fishing you're usually doing what cleaning 
cooking <laughs> day and day, laundry. Day yeah. day. So basically day-to-day stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also really enjoy horseback riding. I've been riding my whole life um, and camping, just yeah. like lots of outdoor stuff. Um, my parents have a little farm, so we're often out there doing the vegetable gardens and lots of outdoor stuff like that. Do you know what's amazing to me is how many people I've had on this show that fly fish that also love gardening. Is that right? Yeah. Well, huh. and, and, and it kind of st- it struck a chord with me. I had a fellow on from uh, Southern States, and he was telling me that the biggest magazine in his neck of the woods was called Garden and Gun. And I thought <laughs> that's it's, it's two unlikely kind of things, but yeah. it makes sense on a lot of levels. It's like salty and sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I just I thought it was interesting. Um, huh. What's the best job you've ever had? Are, are you doing it now? Is it something you hope to do? in the future you know yeah. with with your own business with outlaw fishing design i would say that's been my most fulfilling job as as much as it's just a little side gig it's absolutely the most fulfilling i have yet to have a job where i've been using my creativity until now yeah um i've always created art and you know i used to sell little hand painted custom ornaments and uh stuff like that i used to sell painted um items or pieces of wood with like old tattoo flash painted on them at the flea markets but it was always you know it was seasonal and now this is absolutely i love it i'm loving what i'm doing yeah good stuff it's funny because i i I ask that question a lot of times and there's something about a side hustle yeah. Where nobody's telling you what to do. You just do yep. whatever the heck you want. Yeah. If and I've works... had to be careful with that, like keeping it authentic because, right. you know, there are often times where I'll respectfully decline doing a piece because it's just not something that feels good. And then it's not, then it's defeating the whole purpose of why I'm doing it. Right. Right. So. Yeah. yeah well, that's integrity in your art, right? I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. Follow your gut. Um, so. Well, let's get let's get to your art. I mean, so we're chatting tonight, today, whenever you listen to the show, uh, with Nicole Gatter uh, out of the Fraser Valley in British Columbia, Canada. She's an avid fly fisher. Spends a lot of time chasing cutties, which we're going to talk to uh, more, and also uh, Stillwaters in the province of British Columbia. Um, she has outlaw fishing designs. So uh, we're talking artwork. I've seen some really sweet stickers. Um, just basically overall designs. Uh, and basically they seem all to be fly fishing related. Um, what made you start this, this journey on this business? Uh, well, uh, maybe about a year ago, I decided to paint a trout with a rod and a reel on a piece of wood for a friend. And then, uh, posted on, posted it on Instagram and got so much feedback from it that I went well, maybe I should be doing more of this. And then I just was painting little pieces here and there. And um, somehow I came across looking at digital. Somebody recommended me trying a digital tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got one and that sort of changed the game. And then um, honestly, somebody that was really close to me just encouraged it. And I was just at a point where I was ready to change something and, and had this idea of making a three pack of stickers and I ordered 10 of them and they sold out immediately. And I was like, Oh, 
<laughs> well, maybe I should do some more. And then it's just, it's been just about keeping the ball rolling is how I feel now. Right. Yeah. When you say keeping the ball rolling, you mean just coming up with new ideas? Or... Yeah. And I get a little bit nervous if I have, I guess, a block. But I also, um, hmm. I know that if I just give it some time, something else will come up something else it just sort of all of a sudden something pops into my head and right wherever that comes from i don't know we could go into a lot of explanations about that but uh right i've been really trying to work on like not getting in my own not procrastinating or getting in my own way with it because i it's new for me to feel like it's it's worthy really well, I, 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 I got a kick out of quite a few of your, your designs. I was looking at them and, and, and this is coming from somebody that I'm not an artist, but I've had, you know, like when I went out to get my logo, I know it's probably a, a friend of yours. I don't know if you know Brent Gill or not. You mentioned oh, yeah, the ranch yeah. lot. So he, he designed our logo and he, yeah. I was just like, wow, this is a whole new, you know, as a business owner, as say a, a business owner in the fly fishing space or the outdoor space. Um, so is that kind of where most of your business is coming right now, whether it's logos or stickers? It is, mm -hmm. um, actually some one-offs like a cannabis grower (laughs) and then I saw that one. That was construction company, like a few different ones that are, and those are the ones that I'm cautious with because if it's not something I feel like I can relate to, then I'm not sure I can create what they want, but it's definitely been pretty much just fish. And um, just bringing up Brent there, he's been great with it. He's someone that fishing or art, if I have a question about stuff, like such a great person, such a great contact. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah. um, you know, what he had this saying, it was always like full send or something like that, where it was just <laughs> like when I would doubt myself, he would just like, just do it. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, yeah, there's, people like that, that, uh, in the fishing community where it's just like so supportive. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's bad seeds in every group, right? But, oh yeah. But the, I think overall supportive ones are so supportive. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Nicole, to somebody that is sitting on an idea, sitting on something they want to do and think they're good at, but aren't so sure? Like, where do you get that confidence to just hit the, the full send? Damn, man, I didn't know I had it. I, I swear it was from other people. And somebody just, a friend of mine just gave me a book that I read last week about that very thing um, and not getting in your own way. And yeah. one of the parts from the book was about the thing that's bothering you the most or you're putting off the most is the thing you should be doing Yeah, creativity-wise, right? And so that, uh, hmm. and, and I do find you got to be cautious where, are you doing it for ego? Are you doing it for the right reasons? Yeah, the motive. You know, the motive. Yeah, what's your motive? Yeah, yeah. because your creativity isn't going to be fulfilling if if you're doing it all based f- to fulfill your ego. Yeah, or or even money. Sometimes I find like yeah. you got to do it. It's got to be genuine, no matter what it yeah. is. Whether it's a yeah. podcast or you're designing a logo or you're yeah you're and going sure, to work. Yeah, I want money, but I'm not going to be a slave to it in the sense that it makes me miserable. Right. Right. So for I, a creative I, for a creative process, right? But and that's a perfect kind of window for the side hustle for the full send for the you know what because you really don't have anything to lose if if it's yes. not you know if it's exactly. if it's not your bread and butter why not just try yeah. it what's the worst that can happen the worst that can happen is you'll be judging yourself right 
and yeah. <laughs> we're our own worst critics. So, yeah. yeah. That's, well, and it's when you look back in time. I look back to when I started doing this show, and it's like, oh, I wouldn't air that now. But you know what? Yeah. It gets better. And so I'm sure your logos are no different. Every time you see the, the new one, it's like, oh, gee, well, that's... And that translates in itself to fishing is like, you know, maybe two years ago, I'd go out and be like, I'm never going to catch a freaking fish. Or a year ago, even, I was feeling like, what am I doing out here? Hmm. And then as time goes on with the, each, like, drawing I do or each time I go fishing, it's like some of them are great days some of them are bad but you're always progressing you're always getting better yeah exactly just keep yeah. moving forward yeah so i'm gonna now this is a perfect question for you being that you're an artist and a fly fisher i'm gonna ask you to put your artist hat on and <laughs> paint me a picture uh your perfect day on the water so whether first off tell us like like paint us a picture are you having coffee in the morning what kind of fish are you chasing is it moving water is it still water what kind of species oh um, yeah well i mean i've had a few of those experiences that i would love to do again but i i really really enjoyed um late summer river fishing like where things are just slow and you know you have a full day you're, you're out on the water morning till you can't see the water anymore um with good company and then these just these pools i i was bound and determined to catch a bull trout last summer and i didn't and i'm like this is going to be my summer this will be my summer um but that slow moving blue water with like the big old growth trees around and everything and it's just like strolling along along from pocket to pocket and then also late summer because the water's lower and i'm really short and i can't cross a lot of places (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i would just love to be in that um that zone and and going for bull trout what is it about the late summer on the moving water i think i have a feeling i know exactly why but what is it what is it about that time of year it's the slowdown right like everything's just you feel it in your body like we're not rushing we're not running out of time yeah. And you know it's, it's the opposite of ice off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like That's I gotta get true. out there. I gotta You're catch so a right. fish. You know, we gotta can't waste our daylight, right? And yeah. And maybe because we've been out there you know, how many months already and it's just you you're taking more breaks of soaking in the scenery or chatting with your friend or whatever, eating snacks, going around the campfire after, looking forward to the next thing, mm. being in the moment, like is there a hot cup of coffee in the morning? What's going on there? Mm, bacon and eggs. I'm not, I don't really do coffee when I'm camping. What would I do? So how do you wake up? <laughs> I push through. Okay, nice. <laughs> what What about at the end of the day? Is there uh, something cold to drink? Yeah, an innocent gun beer. That's very specific. Innocent gun. Okay, tell me yeah. about that. Where's that from? Oh, oh. Is that local? Yeah, well, no, I don't think so. Innocent gun. I don't know that one. I probably should know more about it if I really like it that much. It's a dark beer. Is it in a can or a bottle? We can get both. Okay. What color is the packaging? I'm trying to picture this. I'm usually it's good with It's red beer. and gold. Okay. Um, Got it. Yeah, or a clammy beer. Okay. And probably something to eat, of course. I don't eat a ton when I'm out on the water all day. 
Yeah, it's funny how that works. You know, your yeah. appetite. Well, when you're off the water, though, it's another story, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 So do you have any big trips coming up this year? I mean, I know uh, we're, uh, we're, got, yeah. we're right in the middle of COVID here um, to the nth degree in our neck of the woods. But it's like, um, you know, yeah, the fish I, the fish don't care. And, yeah. and there, there's a lot of space out there. And uh, I don't think there's many more healthy things we could be doing than, than fishing. I agree. Don't take away our nature. No, well, you can't. You just can't. Yeah, um, um, yeah my dad and I actually just booked a trip and hopefully the regulations will be lifted, but uh, to Blue Lake in the Fraser Canyon there. Okay, don't know uh, that one. I fished a few they, lakes named Blue Lake, but not that one. Yeah, no, I haven't been either. Um, and we are going mid-June. Um, it's the first time I'm getting him away for just fishing in years. Nice. Um, typically they do horseback riding trips and that. But um, yeah, I booked us a little cabin and then accidentally realized it only has one bed. So I'll be sleeping on a cot while dad gets the bed. <laughs> well, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, dad might have I, something I'm, to say about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, but he's always been the one that's done all the, he'll pack up his camper and boat and everything. And so I booked it so he doesn't have to do anything. I'll just drive us up there. We rented a boat. And nice. I really just wanted him to be able to just just have a good time and just fish and not worry about all this stuff of getting there well speaking of, as a guy with two daughters that that sounds pretty cool to spend that yeah. quality time mm-hmm. good stuff um if this is kind of a philosophical question but i i always kind of it goes down a lot of rabbit holes if is there something you would like to see us do differently as a group, fly fishers, or is there anything you'd like to change about the sport that we that we all love? Hmm. You know, I'm not really big on speaking my mind on the platforms and stuff. I feel like I'm more one of those people watching from a distance of what other people are talking about or doing. Right. Um, but I have noticed quite a bit of, you know, online whether it's bullying or whatever about um, not everybody being allowed to be included in fishing or art in fishing right? Um, and people being ridiculed for wanting to be out there or, and I just don't think that should ever be something that people should be um, yeah, right. a negative spin on. Like if, if it's that healing and rewarding to do fishing or art, why can't we any, why, why is it? that only certain people are allowed to do it. Yeah, well, so, and that's the beautiful thing about it. It's not yeah. It's not exclusive. You know yes. what I mean? You can do, yeah. anybody can fly fish. You don't need yeah. a lot of money. It doesn't matter what, you know, what religion, what race, what, whatever. Yeah. Gender. It, it's, um, and, but I'll be honest with you, I, I do struggle. There's a lot of haters on social media and, and yeah. as somebody that's on there all the time, I just go... It, some of these sites, and this is why I like this is why I like the Stillwater site in particular on mm-hmm. on Facebook because it's very strict about Brent that. and Wes and you know yep. those guys. They Absolutely. they it, I don't want to say an iron fist, but if anything slightly goes down a rabbit hole, it's like okay, uh, we're not gonna let that yeah. link carry on. But there's other Absolutely. sites where I get lost in there. I go, I can't follow this anymore because this is bringing out some dark dark yeah. things yeah right? i don't want anything to do with that i'm like yeah but that what they've created with Stillwaters for sure is yeah. a safe place for people to talk about fishing yes without there's, judgment or yeah. anything like that there's no stupid questions yeah 
And I appreciate that, like, the, you know, the whole, we don't want it to be busier on the water. I have spots that I don't want to get busy either. I totally get that. But we can still respect each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But And that's funny. I had Phil Rowley on last week, and, and we were talking about that very thing. And the one thing he said about um, kind of the you know, the fly fishing show and a lot of the speakers. And, and the one thing they have in common is they are all willing to share the information because if you don't share it and you withhold it, it, it doesn't do anybody any favors. I, mm-hmm. I get, mm-hmm. I'm with you, Nicole, on the, on the spots. Like I don't talk mm-hmm. spots too often. Like if mm-hmm. I have a favorite spot, I don't honestly, I don't want to see a hundred people there tomorrow. Yeah. And I get that. But yeah we have to share knowledge. Like if this pattern in yes. purple works amazing, I don't really care if I put it on Facebook. If you can tie it and you can go out and kick my butt, I don't really care. It's like yeah. have at her. It's nature. Yeah. Like it's, it's, um, it's funny. Our egos get in the way of that. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, and it's like, why wouldn't you want other people to share in that happiness, the fulfillment of, of yeah. getting that fish on the end of their line or having that day out on the water that, you know, feels so good for you and other people could also have that. Yeah. And then I wonder these people that are, are this bitter towards other people are you not getting that same fulfillment out of it because hell man we should all be allowed to feel this feeling yeah yeah it's like who are you to tell me i can't yeah no i i totally i get what you're saying and i i think um as a community on the whole fly fishers are amazing there's i haven't had anybody on the show that's like hey i wouldn't hang out with them you know what i mean it's like they're just solid solid people that i would i would be happy to spend time on the water with but i think i think social media though is uh it's not always it's not always the hardcore fly fishers that are throwing those comments out there it's people that are just trying to stir the pot some people just get off on getting people riled up yeah well and then there's the you know judgment of what people look like on the platform is like sure it looks it could look like someone knows everything about fishing or it looks like I know lots where I'm like I'm an I'm new out here in the sense of the word I I know way less than other people I'm not pretending to be someone I'm not but I am going to share the great parts of what's going on and what I'm learning and 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 if and if anybody's out there who's still learning and then they ask these questions or, or that are seem dumb well how else are they going to learn and why are we judging that yeah no and that's how we grow the sport that's how yeah we grow the uh you know the environmental awareness the yeah the well and resources. that's where people end up shutting down and then they're just reclusive and doing their own thing rather than reaching out to a community which you know is beneficial for mental health in itself like if yeah. you want to belong that's that should be a safe place no, for sure. Well put. Um, have you got any crazy fish stories from from the the years that you've been chasing fish with fins? Like, is there anything weird that's happened to you on the water that you went, you're not going to believe this, but whether it's wildlife or any weird stories from the water? Uh, well, uh, last late winter early spring I totally went for a swim with full waders on so that was that's not a happy story <laughs> it's happy because I'm okay but was uh, it cold water yeah it was terrible it was snowing and I had on those crappy ass cheap like waders with like the plastic rubbery boots oh yeah no traction no I went and it was one of the first times I'd 
on out in water like that. And I totally underestimated the water and I'll never do that again. Hmm. Um, and the guy that I was with absolutely saved my life, put himself at risk, pulled me out. Oh. Um, and I'll be forever thankful. Like he, that was, I escaped death for sure. Walk us through that. So what happened? Were you, did you just slip on a rock? Was the water moving yeah, too fast? So there was this mirage, I say. <laughs> there was this glorious side on the other side of the river that I was like, damn, I need to get over there. Yeah, I know that one. Oh, and it was all sandy and beautiful. And I was like hesitating and I went, I can do it. No, I can do it. I don't tell very many people this story and now I'm telling a platform. You sure? I can, I can edit. You want me to edit? No, this? it's okay. No, All no, right. no. It's fine. It's probably good. Um, just for people to have the water awareness. Uh, anyway, I put, I'm five one. So what looks deep is really deep for me. And I put my foot in and it was like the water just took my foot. I couldn't even plant it. Hmm. And so I went down and then I managed to get myself back up. And then I kind of laughed like, oh, you idiot. And then I lost it again and I was gripping onto a rock and it was like, I just went and it was a huge pool below me hmm. and my waders completely filled up. I didn't even have a belt on. So dumb. Um, and then the guy that I was with, we made eye contact and he knew right away. I, I was somehow managed to keep my head up for like a second to look at him and scream and then he got himself like into the deep of the water right away with all his gear on. And he was like, just ride it for a minute. And uh, hmm. somehow we managed to float over and it was like, we were maybe an hour and a half away from our vehicle up a mountain kind of thing in the snow. Wow. Yeah. And uh, huh. yeah, it was, it was absolutely terrifying but also like I looked at life different since then. Yeah. Um, you know, even that somebody thought felt I was worth saving that in itself was like a whole thing, but being out on the water is like, I'm, I'm very cautious now, Yeah. maybe too, maybe a little too much, but I would rather that than have that happen again. Yeah. It's funny. I, I remember I used to fish with this, this fella. I, we don't fish anymore. He's an older gentleman, but he told me, and I was, I was not very old when he said this, he's like, do not cross the river. Like you're walking across it. You know how you get, yep. you gotta make sure those boots are pointing mm -hmm. upstream. Cause it's amazing yeah. how much, especially where there's any amount of flow, how much right. more leverage that water has on your body. Uh, yeah. if you walk straight across it, it's, you yes. might as well just be a kite. Totally. And, and anytime that I had fished with that person afterwards, like it was like a linking arms. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't go across by myself again. And a lot of times when I would try, I would just be floating. So it would just be getting pulled across the water. Like I just, I just have to face it that I'm five one and I can't cross a lot of areas that someone who's six three can or yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah. Hey, um, there's, there's no current in still water. Exactly. <laughs> now you might have some white caps, but yeah, you know. my float feels pretty safe these days. <laughs> so talk to me about the fishing you are doing these days. And we're kind of right in the middle of cutthroats, cutthroat. Oh, I'm going to edit that. We're right in the middle of cutthroat season, uh, in the Fraser Valley. Um, how's that been going for you? 
Um, well, since I'm newer to cutties, it is slow for me. Um, so just out there practicing and trying and trying the spots, but it, there's so many fry out right now. It seems like I, it's, it's slowed for me. I can't compete with those little buggers. Um, so I just, when I can getting up to the lakes, I spend lots of time up in the Lake Harrison Mills area, right. um, up in the lakes up there. And, uh, Unfortunately, it's so busy now. It was I went out last weekend and it was like bumper cars on the lake with oh. people and their paddle boards and everything, which is great. People want to be outside, but right. uh, I've sort of transitioned where I'm going for like late Sundays while everyone's heading home. I'm going up, and yeah. uh, I go out there. I usually have one floating and one sinking line and try out my different stuff. And last weekend I caught nothing. The weekend before I caught four in a couple hours like it's just who knows yeah that's a struggle that i've been dealing yeah. with because a lot of the places that i go all of a sudden there's a lot of people and it's just yeah. like i i don't want to you know we all like our space but it's like mm-hmm. i'm finding i'm having to go further and further afield to I see agree. less boat. i'm feeling that too and i'll be honest as a female i feel limited how far i'm going to go by myself without cell reception that sort of thing yeah. so I, I, I know that a lot of it is COVID related, but it's a freaking letdown how busy it is locally right now. It's, yeah. it's when you just want to get away and yeah. be out there. Um, Agreed. I, I was going to go up to Merritt this past weekend and then Brent actually had made a post on still orders there that everything was still iced over. I was like, Oh man. Cause that was like, I'll just go up there and sleep in my Jeep, stay at one of the RV parks and yeah just fish for two days straight and then just come home. Well, we forget, right? We, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, 80 <laughs> degrees in the valley bottom and we're like, Oh, it's yeah. summer. And then you look yeah. up the hill at 3000 feet and there's snow. It's like, <laughs> I, I, if I see snow, I don't even think it's even close to, you gotta, you know, yeah. it's, it's, um, yeah, at some point yeah, we're ready, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the good thing, Nicole, is when, you know, it truly is spring, summer up there and things are thawing, then people spread out. Yeah, that's true. You know, at the beginning of the season, it's, that's what I struggle with. There's about four lakes where I'm at that are open. So guess what? Those four lakes are a gong show. But, um, three weeks from now, um, it'll be a different story. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, I love what you're doing with your artwork. I've been following you on Instagram for a while and I can tell you're, Thanks. you know, you're, you're doing some good things. I'm, I'm stoked that you're um, doing really well with your artwork. If somebody listens to this podcast, wants to follow you on Instagram or, or says, Hey, I, uh, I'm looking for a, a logo or, or some, some decals. Uh, where do you have a .com as well? Or where, tell me where I they don't. find you. Um, so they can message me on Instagram or email. Should I give that? It's your call. Yeah, sure. So it's just Nikki Gatter at Outlook.com and it's G G A T T E R. Okay. Um, but otherwise I pretty much use Instagram for all messaging and that, especially people that are um, not from Canada. It seems to just be an easy route of yeah. doing all the connecting on there. For sure. No, it mm-hmm. is. It's a great tool. And honestly, it's I think it's how you and I connected to yeah, have this ginwag. Yeah. So I, I really yeah. appreciate you taking the time. I wish you an amazing season on the water and uh, hopefully things open up and, and you'll, uh, you'll definitely get that trip in with dad. 
Hey, yeah, thank you. And thanks for doing this, Mark. Thanks for having people, you know, well-known and unknown. It's really cool that you're doing that and taking the time out for people. One thing I do is I look for passionate people. I don't care if they're famous, not famous, first day fishing. I don't care. I just want to get yeah. your story. And, and I, I know yeah. sometimes it's hard to share it, but I appreciate you being so open with us. Well, thank you. I know it took me some time, but I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> Good stuff. We've been chatting with Nicole Gatter out of the Fraser Valley in British Columbia, Canada. She has Outlaw Fishing Designs. Thanks for listening this time around. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water. Mm-hmm.